And we're live. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of The Real Talk. Uh, today's episode is actually is, is really fascinating for me. Um, I ran into this dynamic duo, as I, as, as I call them, on, on LinkedIn, on the LinkedIn webs. And uh, they, they're just organic. They have a lot of energy. Um, I saw a video for them. They, they want to lead with motivate, inspire with all media companies, uh, all, all companies to be media companies. For me, that really resonated. And I'm like, who are they? I want to know who they are. I want to meet, meet them. So I want to bring them on my show. And today I want to uh, introduce Brian DeLuca and Nicolette Amino from Insomnia Cat Media. Hey guys. Welcome. Hey Rob, how are you? Hello. How are you guys doing? Good, good. How are you today? I am fantastic. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on the show. I mean, you two, as I said, the dynamic duo, what you guys are doing out there. I was so I was so I, I was attracted to it. Like, who are these two? How can I get to know them more? And that's where we got them. We're here today to share your guys' great wisdom and, and what what is insomnia cat and everything behind <laughs> what goes behind this and how it was created yeah that's a deep question a deep question deep <laughs> question deep, deep question, deep right question. as i know because you know as we're all a part of the electronics industry and both of you as i said when i dug in deeper i saw what all you guys are doing you guys are all, i was very fast i'm like what they were in the lockdown they're in publishing or marketing or you know in journal they're all in that they were in the space and i'm like wait a minute we have something in common. This is even better. I'm like, we can have something to talk about. And, you know, through the, all the areas I've, I've also done my research, you know, all the videos you guys created, all the fun videos you guys have done and other original, really connecting with the human connection and being your original self. It, it's been fantastic. But really, I want to get started is really understanding is, you know, how, uh, what, who is Insomnia Cat? Wow. So uh, how, do, how do we explain that, right? Um, yeah. I mean, our goal, like you said, is teaching all companies to be media companies. We, we take a very sort of organic approach, organic approach to what we do in, in terms of how we interact with companies and knowledge and education, I think, is the biggest thing. Oh, and much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> so much more than that. <laughs> that yeah. Here's a little synopsis. He just puts that synopsis there. So, no, let's, let's take this back and let's start. I me mean, as with Brian, I know you've had extensive history in the electronics industry. So, you know, also a Nicolette as well. You both have been, I think you both also worked at the same company before, correct? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the engineering and Engin electronic space, I think I've been in it pretty much my whole career, you know? Uh -huh. Um so in you know for different different organizations different sites different technologies i mean so pretty much you know i i've been in it pretty much since i've been out of out of college okay so on that end it's like how is so i listen let's go with nicolette let's nicolette so who is nicolette and how did you get here so i um had no intention of ever ever being in, in the electronics or engineering space ever. Um, you know, I like to tell people, I thought I was going to be Barbara Walters. Right. And uh, I saw that on your profile. LinkedIn profile is fantastic. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm still stuck on that one day, yeah. one day it'll happen. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, um, when I, you know, I think we should talk about Lenny. I really do. I'd like to <laughs> yes. talk about Lenny for a second, you know, cause yeah. it's, it's, it's quite funny actually. Um, Lenny was the copy editor, uh, at over at Hearst Electronic, Product, uh, Electronic Products, and he um, happened to be related through in-laws, through whoever, to me. And I met him for the first time, and he said, um, I was not working there at the time, and I was looking for a job. And he said to me, I work at this magazine, and he takes out the magazine from his, his, his uh, briefcase, and I said, that's the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life, Len. And that was my first encounter with uh, her electronic product. And six months later, um, he, he gave me a call. He said, do me a favor, please send me your resume. And uh, I, I went to go interview over at uh, EP and, uh, you know, I really believed it was the most boring thing ever, but it's not, it's not. So that started my journey in the electronic space. And I, I love Lenny very much and uh, I miss him dearly. Yeah, Len, Lenny, Lenny was great. Like, I, you know, I, you know, I come from a writing background, right? And I say in my writing, like, if it's not copy edited, it's like, what's wrong with this guy, right? You know, and Lenny, one of the beautiful things is he would make us all sound so smart. Like, the, you know, it was, it was amazing. 
I mean, he exudes, basically makes you feel, it makes you feel the center of attention that you're putting in your input every, on everything value. He has, there's, there's, there's everything matters. And everything has a value to what you say, which is fantastic. That's that, that is a charismatic uh, person that you I inspired both of you. It looks like, mm. right. He really did. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So moving forward on um, Brian, on your end is you've had a long history in this industry, uh, electronics have, yeah. and uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit like a synopsis of where you started and how you got here and where you are today. Yeah. So, I mean, I originally, you know, start out, like I said, you know, my, my goal, Nicolette wanted to be, you know, uh, Barbara Walters, you know, my whole goal was to be a writer, you know, but okay. I always loved tech, uh, as a kid, you know, um, built a lot of electronics, right? Um, even growing up, you know, at one point I actually even owned a computer company and sort of where things started merging to me and I, and I got into media, but I got into media when, you know, people were really starting to build technology around websites, right? And not having that background of writing and coding and programming and building, it all just sort of came together in the right place at the right time. And at one point, I actually owned a computer company. Okay. <laughs> so where we manufactured boutique, like gaming PCs. Really? Right? This before Alienware got really big and blew it out of the water and got bought by Dell. And we had this little boutique, you know, computer company, and we didn't know how to market, right? And this is like yeah, early 2000, right? Quake 3? Quake 3? Yeah. The three? old school, okay. yeah. So we had no way to market. We had no money to market our mm -hmm. computers, right? Basically, what we did is we built like high-end gaming servers. We ran all these games that everyone's playing online. This was before like Xbox yeah. type things where it was easy to join game servers. And we'd run the instances of these games actually on our, on our computers, right? And people are like, wow, if this could run multiple instances of this game, you know, I, I should get this machine. And basically our whole marketing budget was this server brought to you by X company. <laughs> that was literally our whole marketing budget. And we sold, you know, thousands of machines by doing that. So we were just innovative at the time because we had no budget, you know, and we looked at a solution. Where are our users? How do we really connect with them? And that sort of brought it together for me in the marketing aspect from the first. That's step. where the light bulb went off. Like, what do you mean? That's when the light bulb went off, right? About creating real solutions that actually work for what you're trying to do. Well, that's great. So let, let's go to the point is like, how did both of you come together and create this great media company, Insomniacat? So, so we, we worked at Hearst together, yeah. you know, which is where we both know Lenny from. Um, after that, we actually, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people know the history of where EP got sold and, you know, there's been so many different media acquisitions in the space. We actually built um, a site called eDesign It mm -hmm. uh, in partnership with, I don't know if you know the guys at Electronic Specifier, Steve Rainier, Tim, those guys, great, great guys. Awesome. Um, yeah, awesome. awesome. Ever meet? I, I just yeah. have to say, <laughs> Steve, if you're listening, right? Um, so we we you know we we built this with them, and then basically what happened is you know we built these tools, we sold it to them, um, we went, we were you know working, doing some other stuff, and then we just sort of realized like so many, so many media companies were doing it wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And there were so many other ways, just like you are with your show. There's so many different ways to communicate yeah. and bring it up to the way it should be yeah. now, right? We, you know, it's so many media companies, um, you know, and this is, this is all of them, right? They're, they're concerned, like, I need to sell like so many display ads and I need to do this. And there's these very traditional things, but is that really the correct thing always for the companies, yeah. you know, always for the users? Yeah. And how do you take that and look at that and really create something that actually has a huge amount of value. And to us, we look at it, the, the term we use is meaning making. How do we look at everything that's going on, right? Take all the data, because we love data too. We love data and science and, you know, and take that and actually make real meaning that actually goes and actually creates real solutions for companies as mm -hmm. well as the users to get to create real viable actions. And, you know, I think some of the experience we had in, in the past, uh, and Nicolette looks like she wants to say something. Yeah, so I just want to back up for a second. So that was, so to to kind of um, where Brian left off before he got really excited about meaning making. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people, there were, there was always something that we wanted to, to do. You know, we, we knew we wanted to do something, you know, it's something that we had talked about and, um, and, and to help these companies, mm -hmm. right? So, so what, what, what we wanted to do, what it's really about is solutions. And 
what is the solution? So we kind of stray away and what, you know, meaning making is like this mysterious term, but it's really just about giving people what they actually need and not a prepackaged, hey, mm -hmm. just buy some stuff that we have because this is what we've always done, you know? Mm -hmm. So what's actually, what can we do to help you actually solve a problem mm -hmm. that you have? Because your problem is unique and right. every company is unique, right. you know? Right. Right. And, uh, you know, if you look at it in terms of content marketing, we see a lot of companies spending money on, you know, on content. And a lot of times they'll write these like really crazy white papers and then four people watch them or they'll create these videos and they'll have like three views on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Well, why did you create, you know, like meaning making is really understanding what's going to work because everyone is unique in their situation uh -huh. and taking that data, taking the blend of who they are and what's really happening with their users. Right. And understanding that and, you know, and coming back to teaching all companies to be media companies, yes. because, you know, once you have a website, it doesn't matter how big your company is or how small you are a media company and you're now interacting with those users. Right. And, you know, it's not about going through that third party. They're coming to your site. How are you interacting with them? Yeah, I mean, I, I also was saying that you, you posted, it says like, it's bringing a perfect blend of creativity and science to a product development on all levels. So that's really what you, you're putting together and creating in, in today's world, the media companies. And that's where I wanted to start with that is really we're in a current and very, 2020 has been a very, very fascinating year and uh, it's accelerated <laughs> everything. And I think for you guys, as who's, you guys have started uh, about a year or two years ago at Somnia Cat. How long ago was mm -hmm. it? Yeah. 2019, January. 2019, so begin 29. So now you got 2019, you started to get your legs going and now you got 2020. Everything's on accelerator. Everybody's mm -hmm. moving forward. And we, we were, as an unforeseen um, circumstances that we're in, unprecedented with the, all the stuff that's going on in the world. Um, you know, so it's accelerated everything. And what have you seen change in the last two years to what it is today and how it's accelerated? And how is Insomniacat helping its customers? As I said, turning all companies into media companies. How, how do you guys do that? How do you decipher that and take it apart? I, did you want to answer, Nicolette? Well, I wanted to start by saying, you know, I think for the most part, companies have realized, um, okay, content marketing is important. You know, I, I think that that's understood and, and that's not a given because there are other industries where they, they don't know that yet. They're just kind of getting there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think in my, what I'm seeing personally is, okay, we've got content marketing done. We know we have to create content. Now what, now what am I doing? You know, so that's kind of where I'll kick it to you, Brian. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, I think the way we were positioning our company, it fell very much in line with what happened with a lot of companies and where they were going, because we were always looking at, well, what are the things down the road? What really needs to happen for these companies? Like many companies were focused on getting leads from say other sources, right. Versus actually generating the leads themselves through their content marketing or even selling products, you know? So really we were, at the point where we were already doing that. So before this hit, we were already positioned like, we, you know, I, you know, I feel like we were very blessed because even during this pandemic, you know, we actually gained a lot of clients, yeah. Yeah. you know, we gained a lot of clients because what we were doing, the solutions we had built were designed, you know, for where we saw it going for all these companies. And, you know, we, we, you know, like I said, I feel very blessed that we were able to, gain clients and actually provide solutions for them that really worked in that aspect. And that's, that's across the board on all different levels of types of content and types of solution. And it doesn't mean that the solution is just content. It doesn't mean the solution is just video. It doesn't mean it just really depends on their unique situation and what their goals are. Right. So and are, I will go ahead, go ahead. The Sorry. environment though, mm -hmm. you know, there is, you know, because we are, like Brian said, already doing video and working on live chats and live interaction, we were already doing that. So now everybody's kind of like, oh, I can't go to a trade show. What am I going to do? You know, we're already there, you know, so um, it's we are fortunate. In that right. Sense. And, and I think one of the other places, um, you know, where we have a lot of experience where that that fell into play as a lot of companies are understanding they are media companies, right? right? You know, that whole theory of teaching them how to be media companies, what's happened is they've come to us to help their staffs, 
Yeah. You know, because they're they're focusing on their own content and we're working with their content teams to actually get them to where they need to be and understanding it the way they need to, as well as even doing a lot of trainings, uh, you know, on social like LinkedIn trainings and yeah. things like that, where we've actually worked with a lot of companies and even influencers have come to us. Some of our clients are big influencers that have come to us and say, well, how do I create a media property now yeah. on top of my influence? So you have it coming in both directions because what's happening is those pieces are converting together in in today's sort of media demographic right you have those influencers and you have those media properties and how does all that work in conjunction and how are your employees or your company seen as the expert and the influencer and and then i mean don't even get sorry we go into super fans and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that and all craziness but yeah well overall i mean you just hit the nail on the head right there is like you have the corporate side does it and then your personal brand and how, i wasn't asked that question how does the corporate brand lead into building a personal brand that goes with the company. I think that's what something you guys are training and with the staff and sales staff to do, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So that yes. th those are the big mediums I think in today's world is how we knew how to do corporate branding, but now, um, now everybody's, since we, as you just said, we can't travel, we can't visit, we can't do sales visits, we can't mm -hmm. do seminars. We can't. So it's now building a personal brand that people can relate to, as I said, with a human connection that they, they feel, okay, we can give it the opportunity, you get opportunity. And, and today our DNA is all over the world wide web, right? And, yep. um, and everybody wants to do business with somebody they look at. So someone, if you, as I said, a prospect. So I think that's one thing I, I really connected with it, the content you guys are putting out there with everything, how marketing, how to build a brand, what's the difference, the websites, you guys have hundreds of videos on YouTube. You guys go to Insomnia Cats uh, YouTube channel. They have hundreds of videos. Uh, they're fun. They're interactive. They're long, short. They have every type of version. And really showing people uh, in an original way and having a fun way. It's not, as I said, today, I think more of us are, want to, it's not all about the style of glamour and professional videos. It's just about connecting and building that connection and building the influence as well as, as in an electronics industry, we can get into that is um, we have all the, the, the leaders. The leaders are actually influencers. And I think that the influencer name has been trashed by the social media a little bit. But yes. these CEOs, executives, thought leaders, they're all influencers in some way. And, and some of them, I mean, you know, some of them are some of the smartest people, right? You, right. You've ever come across. Right. Like there are some of the CEOs or the higher ups or even just people that actually work at these companies right. that are just just really brilliant, you know, when you start working with them and, yeah. it, and they don't necessarily always have to be the CEO. Some of them are, you know, I don't want to say rank and file because that's really the wrong word, but they're, they don't have this glamorous title, right? right? You know, but they're really smart. They know what they're doing, you know, and they, they have a lot of clout, you know, when you talk to them and there's a lot of knowledge there that they should share. They should share with everyone. Yeah, I agree. I think the electronics industry is, it is. I really do. I, I think they are starting to realize that. I can think of some companies that are saying, okay, let's use some of our team and start positioning them as influencers, you know, in the, you know, in the electronic space, you know, um, let's get this person in front of a camera. You know, um, I think it's, it's really important because as we talk about in our LinkedIn training, you know, personal brand and corp and your company's brand kind of work hand in hand. So you want to elevate one, you have to work on your personal brand, even if it's within the guidelines of your right. company. You right. Know? Correct. Yeah. I, you're correct. Correct. I mean, we're all learning on that and you're great. Everybody's learning, but you're, you, that's another thing you just hit there is that there's a lot of, uh, cause the corporate usually send the engineer because we're in the hardware business, you know, in the hardware business selling, but usually they put the engineer and create a video content, um, of, of an engineer and telling of a product. But sometimes the only engineers are, um, relate to it. Uh, the normal person that the buyers come up, they're not really interested in it, you know? So it's like, how do we, how do we just make a full color version, not just for the engineers, for everybody else to understand the product, to be engaged and, and to, to have some of those as I said, executives or people up there, not just even the CEOs, the executives that have that connection, that are, have a tonality, have fun. They can create image of the company and be that influencer um, and, and create a following. And at the end of the day, we're all tied to this, and our tablets and everything. And uh, the B2C market, in my opinion, is bleeding into the B2B market now. And it's becoming influencing the way we make decisions, the way we research, the way we buy things. So that's really what I think that you guys with your platform have really are teaching these companies to, to pivot and embrace the change and lean into that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because so many of them have so many interesting stories, right? That just aren't out there. And whether it's the engineer or the CEO or the marketing people, you know, there's so many people with interesting stories. And, and at the end of the day, also the solution to problems Mm -hmm. that other people have. And I think that's one of the things, and I'm going to let Nicolette talk about, because I think she articulates that Mm -hmm. more than we do. But when we talk to people a lot, you know, especially, uh, you know, on our show, we really look at, at doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, our main goal, um, you know, we totally unrelated, but not really totally okay. unrelated to electronics, but we, you know, we do um, interview all kinds of folks, any good humans, right? And any good humans, we, we call them good humans. And this can be, you know, we were talking to a 3D printing guru at TE, but all the way down to, um, you know, a uh, someone who's a hiring expert during the pandemic, you know, it's just, it just, and everything in between, if you have something valuable um, to share and and we want to solve a problem, right? That's, that's the ultimate goal. So when Brian says solution, we're solutions-based, it's across the board. It's not just, Hey, this is what we say. This is what we try to do across the board, even for ourselves. Correct. I mean, any business now today, we are not just a generic, we have a product. Everybody has a solution or a 360 solution. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for a challenge that's in front of them. As yourself, you're creating a solution, creating these companies to be more media companies to embrace the change and to move mm-hmm. forward, but also coming back to all the uh, the stories. And that's one thing is every company has a story. As Nicoletta has put that there, everybody has a story. You guys all lead with a story. All these big corporations, it can be tier one, tier two, tier three, all have a story. And sometimes it's not shared. And that story is empowering as well. It's going to reflect. I mean, it's, as I said, that's maybe 100 people see it, but maybe it's it's better than zero people seeing the story, you know. Right. So these are things of sharing of the company's structure, how they were founded, the core values, and people days is, is as we call it, it's like they like the the challenges, you know. They they empathize with that, you know. They have they they have all this. To talk about your challenges, yes. right? I mean, I you you said I tell everybody I challenge anyone to come to me and tell me that they can't find a story in something. Mm-hmm. Please, I would love to meet someone who, who can who can actually prove me wrong because there is, I mean, when it comes to this industry, a lot of people think, hey, I'm going to put up some product specs and there's my story. And they'll call it a story. You know, people have called that a story. I'm like, what? This is a data sheet, you know, I don't know what this is. You know, this is not a story. What, what challenges is it solving? You know, what about that bigger picture? How did it, you know, how was it created? There's there's always even about the most mundane little component. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think one of the I think one of the things that always amazes me, and you know, I, I know I say this a lot, but it amazes me how much interest people have in this little snippet of time, whether it's someone's life, like we see all these, you know, video clips, like someone's life, how much interest other people have in that. And bringing it back to, you know, companies, those origin stories. It's that same thing. We have, we, we're attracted to that little bit of time. Maybe that story is only 30 seconds, right? But we're very interested in what that story is, what that origin story is. How did people get here? It was one of the first questions you asked us, right? How do we get where we were? How do, you know, why do we do the things we do? And people are very curious about that. And, and why? Because it connects them to it. It doesn't just make it a brand or it doesn't make it a person. It makes a personal connection, right? Correct. And they start connecting with it on a different level. And and I mean, in, in many ways, even the, the sheer principles of content marketing, um, you know, are that same thing. How do you connect that story? How do you connect that person at that level versus just going, I'm trying to sell you a product yes. or here are some data around this, this part or piece or, you know, company? So on that end, it's like, as I said, because it's personal, no matter what. So in my things, mm-hmm. what does the personal brand uh, mean to you and why? What, what, how do you guys define personal brand? You want to go? Oh, I was going to let you go first. Because okay. you'll All probably right. articulate it a lot better than I will. <laughs> when I think about a personal brand, it's, it's um, and this is something that I, I learned from Brian, right? I mean, if, if you remove um, me from a company, if I work at a company, if you remove me, I am still that professional, right? So I need to build up, um, although I work for a company, let's say at the time, I need to build up who I am as a professional. So I need to go ahead and get involved in what's going on in the industry. I need to position myself. I need to offer valuable information so that once, if the day comes that I'm no longer with that company, I'm still seen as some sort of thought leader 
you know, so that's, that's how I always interpret personal brand. Yeah. And I think a good way, and I say this usually when we teach about personal brand, the first thing I say is think about your LinkedIn account, right? There's, there's tons of people watching us right now on LinkedIn. Do you use your work email or do you use your personal email to sign in? Right. And most people are using their personal email. Why is that? Because that part of their life follows them throughout their life. It's not that snippet of time or those five years or two years where you work at that company. It is you. So your personal brand is you, you know, you do you, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the reality. You should, you should sort of run it how you, you, you see fit, right. You know, um, and you should, you should, you know, build that brand for you, right? You know, I like, you know, I could be a little silly. Do you know what I mean? In my personal brand, I sort of like that. It's how I am as a human being. I'm a little bit goofy. You know, I like to laugh. I like to enjoy myself. Um, and, you know, that's part of my brand, right? And so it's, it's always you doing the things that are you sharing your knowledge and your expertise, because that in, in your style, right? Because no one else is you, as we all learn when you're a kid, the special thing about you is you, right? Because um, no one else is like you, or I don't know what the Dr. Seuss saying. <laughs> but you get my point, like, you know, you're unique. And your unique spin on things is what's going to attract other people to you and to your brand and want to follow you or listen to you or listen to your story. And don't get me wrong, you need to do the work and be, an, you know, an expert in whatever area you want to be an expert in, right? But not really. But not really. You don't really. Okay. So okay, true, true. I see where right. you're going. I see where you're going. <laughs> okay. So the first fact is going to be, but I work for X company and I have to do what they, you know, how do I build my personal brand if I'm connected to a company? So obviously do everything within your corporate guidelines. However, you don't really need to be. I don't want to say you don't need to be smart, but you really don't. You don't need to be that smart to position yourself as a thought leader because you can start relying on hey, the we other. Do it. <laughs> we do it. We're not even that. Smart. No, I'm kidding. We're kind of smart. <laughs> so, um, but but what, you, what you do is you leverage the the influence of the the other thought leaders, you know, their knowledge and you start sharing that. So now you're not getting controversial, right? I work for the company. I can't, you know, step outside certain lines. Maybe you can't be as crazy as Brian, but what you can do is start talking about the the key issues that affect your company's target audience, right? Mm -hmm. You can start talking about the thought leaders in the industry that are not in the industry. They're kind of in the industry, but not competitors or anything like that, right? So you're talking, I don't know, Steve Jobs or whoever, and you start talking about the real thought leaders and, and sharing your personal take on them, right? And even if you didn't, even if you just shared other people's stuff, you start to become that source of information, you know? So people know, oh, this guy always shares a lot of good trending things and he's got, you know, and, you know and, and yeah, and I think the point, I think the point there is there is stuff that you share from your company perspective mm -hmm. to be known in your company, like say, for instance, because, you know, if you're a salesperson, right, or you're, so there's certain things you want to share, but then there are certain things that affect the entire industry that mm -hmm. you should share because you're sharing because it's good information for your peers, whether they're competitors or not competitors to know, right? You know, I mean, we all, you know as we share information, we all lift each other up. You know, we, we, we basically, we share information and that's good, you know, because it helps the entire industry. It helps the entire electronic space or whatever industry you're in. So sharing that information, you know, and, and your knowledge, it, it's important to other factors. Now I'm not saying don't share, you know, IP or things like that, that, that are important <laughs> to your company. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, we're back to Nicolette's point, like general knowledge that, you know, or, or general industry insight, like here's where the market going in in you know in you know 2030 we're gonna have you know pick you know we're gonna have drone based delivery for everything you know so you know stuff like that absolutely share i mean i just like you hit right there collaboration sharing everything right. sharing to just like we're doing right now we're sharing information we're sharing to people out there you know whoever's tuning in actually we got a comment here uh, on your scarf here matt when it brings <laughs> this up here yeah look at this like your scarf, Nicolette. Someone because I'd like your scarf. Here we got live comments. So everybody's I'm gonna derail this conversation real quick. I'm gonna pull a Brian. So I told everybody that I know last week that I am now becoming a scarf person, whether you like it or not. And I'm going to start wearing scarves so that people get used to that. So thank you so much because it's working. You got your branding. Your branding is working. Right. Your branding right. is working. Do what working. I want. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's, but you know, all this going forward, the branding and things going, but I want to fall into like your LinkedIn. I mean, how does your LinkedIn training and protocol for, uh, for your clients and things work? How, how what do you do in the steps and the protocol, LinkedIn learning? I would say LinkedIn learning. 
-hmm. So there's different, I'm sorry, Brian. No, 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 go. So there are different ways we can approach this. So this can, you know, we have approached this from, hey, let's train your staff mm -hmm. or more personal training where, hey, let's let's look at social as a whole and let's see what you can do to improve and, and kind of spread, you know, increase brand awareness, your personal brand awareness, your company's brand awareness. How can you leverage these channels? So, you know, like I'm going to go back to solutions based. It's really about what that specific company or entrepreneur, solopreneur is looking for at that time. And there's, you know, various levels. Right. And, yeah. And, and based on sort of what they're, what they're looking to do after talking with them, you know, are we even the right fit to help them? Number one, right. do you know what I mean? It, you know, and based on their goals is really what we looked at. We look at for, for, you know, training and what a lot of times we'll do big giant group trainings where it's hundreds of people, you know, from a company. And, but what we always do is we also try to break it down and have sort of individual small sessions. Mm -hmm. Because even though they're a company and there's certain things from a company perspective that work for the entire company, mm -hmm. there are things that they're going to, that they need to do as an individual brand that we want to make sure they understand. They understand how to do it from their individual perspective, not just from, you know, their big corporation perspective or their company perspective. So, so to and the so, it, you know, it can be done. I know we're in virtual times. It can be done virtually. So let's say it's a giant virtual session, but we'll still get on the phone and have those more intimate conversations, you know, because maybe somebody doesn't want to ask a question to the chat or, you know, maybe somebody doesn't want to raise their hand in a large group. So it gives you an opportunity to talk about the individual's problems. So you're curating to their needs, you know, you curate the the learning experience. Cause as I said, LinkedIn is not just a, it's a social, it's, it is a social media platform for, you know, B2B, B2C businesses and that end, but it's so robust now. There's so mm -hmm. many different angles you can get into. And that's one thing. It's not like it takes, you say one training or two training, it takes multiple trainings. And again, you have to put in the reps. It's just like with anything else, you have to put in the reps to learn an expert and you can't be an expert or do one post or do one video and think you get results. Have you mm -hmm. guys gone into that with some of your clients, some people who's like, they don't get the, again, we get into the affirmation point of it. It's like they put something yeah. out, they don't get the response back. How do you guys uh, answer that? Well, I, I mean, I'm gonna start with some people think like yeah. interacting on LinkedIn is just liking something, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, or liking their company's post. Okay, I did, yeah. I did my company <laughs> duty in terms of LinkedIn, right? Uh, you know, I, I think, it, you know, to your point, Rob, it's so much more than that. There are so many different angles of creating content, interacting, and it doesn't mean that you're, you know, necessarily, and you should post, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you can't interact and have these, like, I'm going to write this great article just for LinkedIn. You know, you could interact with what other people are even saying and become part of that conversation and, and put your spin on things, hmm. you know, so there are many ways, you know, to interact on LinkedIn. And, and I think the biggest thing I think Nicolette for people is that hurdle of getting over the fact that they're, they're actually the fear of interacting, right? The fear of putting themselves out there. Yeah. I mean, and let's, let's just swing it back to the engineering electronics industry. I mean, to even, to even, um, some, some, there's a fear there, you know, there's a fear there, there it's intimidating to start that conversation. Right. And so I think one of the things companies really need to do is start to encourage the, you know, and Brian used to do this all the time, encourage everybody to kind of get involved with social, whatever platform that is, whatever platform is best for your business. But again, you know, we encourage in our LinkedIn trainings, we encourage employees to get involved with their personal brand too. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's really important. And, and even though you're posting and you're feeling like nothing's happening, what do, what do I say about content all the time? One piece of content is not going to change your life. Same applies here. You know, that's not how it goes, unfortunately. There is no instant gratification. I'm trying, but I haven't gotten there yet. So I'll let you know if I ever get there. I'm yeah, because as I said, there's a lot of people that are behind the scenes that don't, they don't like, they don't comment, but they all view their, you know, there's like voyeurs, like, like they just like to watch, you know, they watch. There's a lot of behind the scenes. You know, there's a lot of behind the scenes. I've seen it because I've just like, I mean, I think Brian and I have talked that he he was, he's famous now. Someone that, you know, he ran into somebody on there. Myself, you know, I travel, especially in Asia. Um, the last few years, I mean, I've been traveling to India, Southeast Asia. I put out content, not on a regular basis like we do now, but before and people say, I saw your video or I saw this and they came up to me and I'm like, I don't even know you. Am I even friends with you? Just like I would be shared. I think Brian, why don't you share what happened to you last yeah, week? So, so, so I was at, uh, for those of you who know me and who don't know me, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. And I was, you know, we were, we were training and I walk in and, and someone's like, 
you're the guy that makes the LinkedIn videos. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, am I connected to this person? You know, someone I, I, I don't recall ever meeting. And then, you know, my buddy, Greg Melita, who I hope he's, he's on here is great guy, but um, he's like, yeah, he's famous. He's famous on LinkedIn. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny. Cause you know, some people, uh, you know, some people just, you know, your content gets out there and yeah. people start seeing it and people start interacting with it and knowing who you are. And that's really, you know, building that personal brand. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, as I said, it all goes back and forth. We can build this, and these are great examples of building, and also is consistency. Putting in the mm -hmm. reps, don't expect you're getting it. As I said, I, I've got to myself, what type of ROI are you getting from doing it? I'm like, I'm not, even, I'm not even worrying. That's not even on my mind. I'm just building consistency and building value that I'm showing up. I'm showing up, sharing information, collaborating. I am showing up. Maybe in the future things will come, but at the end of the day, it's like we're all collaborating, we're working, and we're showing up um, in person online because we can't do it, it we can't do it um uh it, i mean as i said in person at trade shows or customer visits anymore like we used to yeah yeah so one thing i want to go back to is like you brought up because you're a black belt <laughs> jiu-jitsu is what is this fighter philosophy clothing brand that you've created so, uh, so that's a that's a fun one that's a uh -huh. fun one i'm wearing my hat that way but uh that's a fun one um you know it was interesting so way back when you know a lot of media companies that, you know, they, they have all these products, right. But a lot of media companies don't sell anything, do they? Right. They only yeah. sell their services or their products and the mirror sheer concept of content marketing is to sell products through content. Correct. Correct. I don't understand if you've never sold anything, it's really hard <laughs> to understand how to sell anything. Right. With that, 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 e-commerce part of it is that many manufacturers in the electronic space distributors go through you know so if you can't understand it firsthand um it it's hard you know it's hard it's hard so basically the the concept was well let's create something and just being in jujitsu i was like well let's create a brand and you know some rash guards and this and that and you know for that specific group and really understand what it means at a very deep level mm -hmm. to use those tactics to sell things. And then Nicolette's like, well, let's create, you know, other things like, you know, the shirt, let's create like a clothing line. And we sort of really evolved it over time to just various things. And even that has like this inspirational aspect to it. You know, it, it's really about inspiring people. Um, but what, you know, but it was really only guys, good humans only. Good humans only, right? And it was really a giant experiment in in content marketing that sort of took off. <laughs> so that's really that's really what it was. And then you know we just started. We catered to one community and expanded into other communities. And um, basically, you know, it was a giant experiment in content marketing. I don't know how else to explain it, Nicolette. You know, with a purpose, with a, with a real purpose to really inspire. With a messaging. You had a messaging out there, right? That's the absolutely, deep messaging absolutely. behind it. Absolutely. And the the goal was to share inspiration, you know, with people. Yeah. You I, know, and positive messages. I, I, and then see, we create content, right? I mean, I'm going to go back to, I mean, you were working on this long before I got here, creating content mm -hmm. in order to sell. And so, and I think we've proven that that is effective. <laughs> Yeah, right but a clothing brand right of all things things neither one of us really had any experience in yeah well as you say we a lot of, of people out there even the celebrities athletes they all suddenly get into the clothing business or they get into a makeup or something and apparel and they because they're known brand people um like their they like the person they like the human so they associate themselves you know what? i want to use their product because they use this and I, I i support them and that's really where you know i think that's really how that builds and it doesn't matter what scale you're at you're scaling mm -hmm. like that you know people like us to be a good human people like the messaging people like the you know uh the fighter fighter philosophy and they start hey i want to support it and then it starts building momentum and going out there i yeah. think it's like as i said it's branding personal brand with a corporate you have a corporate brand with a personal brand and really we just hit the nail on in a, in a little circle right there. That's it. That's really mm -hmm. what it is for content branding. That's really what we're doing. You know, yeah, you, I, I have a feeling, Rob, we're going to be manufacturing scarves soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan comes up with the craziest ideas and then he's like, all right, Nicolette, go ahead. We're going to do this. I'm like, okay. yeah, yeah. It, well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. The, yeah, they are crazy. <laughs> But I think it's always like with this purpose of learning something, right? Like, what are we actually, what are we actually going to learn out of this experience? Like, what are we going to take away? Right. And then 
be able to share that information. Like, I think everything we've learned or everything I've learned throughout my life, you know, I I feel like I've shared with other people because I feel like that's the the purpose, right? So they could build on it. It's not about just me going, do it this way, right? It's about going, hey, let's try this because everyone you meet, you know, gives a lot of, could give you valuable input to what you're doing. Everyone has knowledge that is valuable and everyone has something to share, you know? And, and I, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like if you're open to that, you're going to get a lot of input. You're going to get other insight. Like, you know, Nicolette said, like Brian's like, Hey, let's do this, you know, but here's the thing. I may have this really crazy idea and Nicola would be like, okay, but if we do X, Y, and Z, like that will make it work or that will make it better. And yeah, you know, always add to it. it it's it's how things get, how great things get built. You know, it's how great things get built. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> there are times. There yeah. are times. There, 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 we've, we've built entire sites and have scrapped them. And scrapped them. And scrapped them. Thousands of registrants. <laughs> we've been like, yeah, we're done with this. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense sometimes for, you know, our mission or the users yeah. or whatever the case is, even though, you know, we're able to get registrants, it doesn't mean that it necessarily, you know, is something to continue with. And I think that's a lot of, you know, I think a lot of companies are afraid of things like that. And I think that's why we see a lot of, in my opinion, mm-hmm. a lot of just broken products in every industry, mm-hmm. a lot of broken products out there. They build something, they put so much investment into it that they just keep driving forward instead of creating something that works from the beginning and understanding it at a deep enough level to understand all the components that will actually make it work. Yeah, well, that takes me back so to the- uh, at that site And saying, hey, that was a giant failure. It was a waste of time. You know, that's not it. We learned, okay, we got some registrants out of it. We know how to get those now if we ever need to. And, that, you know, you learn, you move on, cut your losses, get out of there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that takes me to the, to the back, to the products of what is all the different services? I want to make sure we miss this as what does Insomnia Cat do? What type of services do you do? Not just content making. What are all the criteria that you hit for companies? That come <laughs> services? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so we, we laugh about it, but we, yeah. we, we always say we have six facets, right? And okay. I'm probably going to miss one here. So Nicolette, please. But we do a lot of consulting, right? Okay. We work with a lot of companies in terms of teaching them how to be media companies. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we do a lot of back-end media okay. where media companies actually hire us to build back-ends for them mm-hmm. or solve problems, mm-hmm. whether they have a problem with the current product or um, they need something changed or they need it evolved. We have a lot of media companies actually coming to us for solutions. Uh, we also own and build a whole bunch of sites, you know, that out there that are, you know, to us needed in the industry. You know, one of them is, you know, partprocure.com, which is in the procurement space. Um, you know, another one that we're deeply involved with is edesignit.com, um, you know, that really serve a function for the electronic space. Uh, we do a ton of content marketing, Nicolette, right. With a lot of great companies out there. I mean, we love working with the companies we work with, you know, we really do. Um, you know, we also actually work with a lot of influencers and do a lot of influencer marketing pieces out there, as well as actually a lot of technical services like, you know, um, you know, building of sites, database services, and even the same, you know, and it's interesting too, like we have one project we're, we're working on now where it's not the biggest site in the world, but someone came to us and said, Hey, this other media companies wouldn't help this guy. And we were like, you know what, let's, we'll talk to him. And we talked to him and we really liked them. You know, we really liked them and we said, you know what, it's, it, you know, and it's not the biggest project in the world, but we really like this guy. And we said, you know, we could really actually change it for him and actually solve his problem. So, you know, let's do that. So we work with really, really big companies like fortune 125 and above, but we'll also work with small companies if we have the right solution and it's a right fit. And I know that Nicolette's probably going to say one of our company models here, like who we do or don't like to work with. I don't know if profanities are allowed, but yeah, you know, yeah. we're, we're all about the good humans. We're all we're the all good humans. The I mean, I love that. You know, the thing is, um, just like you said, it doesn't matter how big they are, or small they are, but there's a purpose. And you're just like, I said, people do business with people they like, just like someone came to you, you like the person and you want to give them opportunity, you know, I'll help you out. You know, and these are types of things that happens. And I love that messaging. I love that, how you and, guys spread that and that basically the mission of the company. Mm-hmm. And there have been clients that um, we don't want to work with, even though they would, you know, even though it's money, yeah. you know, and maybe good money, we don't want to work with them. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. And that's for every company to decide, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and I just want to add, Brian, you were, you were talking about um, 
content. And, you know, there's also, we talked about virtual, now we're in this virtual world. So mm -hmm. we are also involved in a lot of what we're calling live chats, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's your webinar, but let's, let's, let's actually make it more interactive. Let's actually get some more engagement from the audience. There's one I can think of off the top of my head that I thought was going to be so dull. And it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, you know, and it was about a topic that I was like, oh gosh, how are we going to get engagement? It was a lot of fun, you know, so we can turn again, anything into a story. And um, another thing that we've been working on a lot um, are interactive pieces. So, you know, whether that be interactive infographics or, you know, quizzes. So in, in the electronics industry, so, you know, just because this is the industry. You don't have to just create content, right? Let's yeah. make it interactive. And I think a good point there that Nicholas point out with some of the interactive content, it's, you know, we, we talk about storytelling a lot, but yes. how do you really tell a story, not just through one piece of content, but through your entire site, through across your entire brand. And some of these interactive pieces that we, we build for some companies actually do that. They tell the story mm -hmm. of the company or the brand or part of their story. Maybe it just depends on what it is, right? But in a very interactive way, because, you know, we're, we're here on video, right? The world has become a very visual, visual place. So how do you go and tell those stories across many different, many different, um, you know, medias, you not just like, I'm going to write a story and this is going to be a story of my company and this is going to be, you know, but how do you tell it across your entire website? How do you tell it across video? So we, you know, and I, I think the biggest thing with us though, we, we like projects we have fun on, you know, like yeah. and to Nicolette's point, you know, we have sometimes live chat and she's like, wow, hmm, how are we going to make this interesting? But we, you know, we get excited about it because it's, and what it always amazes me, I love, I love how, um, how amazing human beings are just in general or most human beings, let's say. Right. And you start talking to them and you start getting to who they are and who their story is and their interests, and you get them to light up about their passions. How I would say excitement breeds excitement, right? If someone gets excited about something, everyone's going to get excited about it. And I think that's one of the most important things where if they, if you get excited about what they're doing, they get excited and then the users get excited and they want to interact. They want to interact with that person or they, there was one person where almost every question was geared towards that one person on the panel because they were very excited about what they did and they had a whole bunch of knowledge and, and people, people feed off that, you know, they, they want to connect with that. The energy, energy, the energy, they bring the energy to the room and everybody wants to connect with that message. And that's how the messaging goes across is bring the tonality, the energy, the excitement. And everybody wants to go just like, there's a big line for something. Why is everybody in line? What's going on? They, and just, they jump in line just to get in line. They don't want to see what's going on. That must be exciting, right? They just want to follow it, you know? So these are things, the little ways of the cues to see what we can do is create excitement. And you will create a, uh, a audience, but it's like, if it's, you know, and the audience will come and watch. Sometimes it's not for everybody, but it is for, you'll get more than you'll lose. You'll get more uh, audience than you'll lose some, in my opinion. So it's, as I said, it's not, you're not, not everybody's going to like myself, doesn't like the way I talk. You know, at the end of the day, it's not about, not everybody's going to like you, but you will, nope. uh, yeah, you will relate to us a lot not more. For everybody, yeah. We are yeah. not for everyone. We're not right? for everybody. <laughs> Here's the thing, but they'll find that interest in that little sliver of yeah. your life for 30 seconds if you make yeah. it interesting enough and you tell the story, right? And that's whether they like you or don't like you, doesn't, you know, from yeah. in some ways it doesn't matter because they've interacted with you, right? So exactly. that you, you, you've touched them in some way, hopefully. Exactly. So wrapping this up a little bit, I got the question for you guys. I want to say it's like, what do you see for Insomniac Camp Media and also the electronics industry for the future, for end of the year to 2000? What What is your guys, what's, what's your uh, predictions and things that you're seeing what you're involved in and what you see for the next couple, two to three years ahead with the media side? I think from the, oops, sorry, Nicolette. No, no, go ahead. I think I from the side, you're, you're going to see a lot of different technologies come into play. You're gonna see a lot more interactivity. You're gonna see, and you see this uh, already, but you're gonna see a lot more companies really understanding how to be media companies, really focused on aggregating their audience, telling their stories, and not so much, you know, and not so much dependent on other means of it being told for them, but actually being able to do that with their their staff, their, you know, and even even their fans, right? Because every every company has, you know, these fans or people that are interested in their product line. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that over the next uh, over the next year. And and probably more more emphasis on the virtual world. You know, um, of course, you know, given the times that you know, folks who maybe never 
did new webinars might start to do and folks who were always doing webinars might find the next new thing. And, you know, if you want to find the next new thing, we're happy to help and, uh, you know, plug ourselves for a second. Yeah. But, uh, you oh, know, yeah. what I'd like to see, what I'd really like to see is a lot more of that personal branding yeah. in the industry. That's what I would like to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I see the same thing because that's one thing is I know your guys' energy you have, both of your energy, putting on a webinar, you guys hosting a webinar will be fun and exciting. That as, as we've experienced, there's a lot of monotone. We've listened to some, I've listened to a lot. It's The excitement's not there. Also, there's no video. It's usually just a presentation, someone talking over it and things yeah. like this. So I think it, it evolved, as you said, you guys are bringing excitement. There's not so many people are... The, our industry in general, electronics industry, is a blue ocean for the content. And I think we're just in the beginning infancy stage of things transitioning. And that's why I was so uh, attracted to you, to Insomnia Cat and your guys' media. It's like, wow, they're actually in here. They were one of the first to actually start this. And I was engaged and I'm like, wow, I'm learning as well. These guys are, are got their stuff. And it's good because you have the experience. You've been, you had that experience you could bring into the relationships. And um, I'm really looking to the future of Insomnia Cat and how really you could take it to the next level and hopefully we can do some more of these uh, these live events with you guys. What's going on in the industry? You know, what's going on? What's the changes are happening? Because as I said, from March of 2020 to now August, everything has changed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen when we hit December and January 2021. <laughs> if it's going to accelerate like that. We don't know. There's a lot. Yeah. Well, telling people, why are you hoping for 2021? You don't know. Maybe it's worse than this year. You know, <laughs> don't get too excited. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, yeah. I tell everybody just live for the future, evolve, invest, <laughs> make change. Don't wait for things to, to go back backwards. They're not. We got to move yeah. forward. And that's why, as I probably tell your clients too, just don't wait. We need to move forward and pivot and embrace and, and mm -hmm. learn the new habits and put the reps in and, and, you know, get educated, you know, between all the information out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's interesting too, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a true believer in the prep work, right? Mm -hmm. And so many of the things we did were, were geared because we could see, forget about the things that happened in, in, you know, 2020, right? Mm -hmm. You could see where it was going. 2020 just pushed it there real quick. It gave it that kick, right. you know, right. gave it that kick and got it there real quick. So, you know, like I said, I feel like we were blessed because we had the foresight to go, okay, this is where things are really going. And these are the things that companies are going to need to do. And we were ready there, you know, when it happened. And, you know, and as we go forward, you know, we're going to build, you know, bigger, better and better stuff, you know? So well, awesome guys. Well, thank you so much for being on here. It's been great discussing this with you. It's great content, great information. Again, if you guys don't know, uh, insomnia cap media, they are the company electronics industry. They act not just do electronics. You guys do a lot of other, what other diversities do you guys go into? You guys, all, everything you guys uh, go to the full Yeah. Full spectrum, we work right? in a lot of different industries. We, okay. we like the tech spaces tech space, though, like okay. engineering and, but, uh, we, yeah. we, we touch a lot of different industries. Well, once again, guys, well, thank you very much. And as I'm messaging, it is everybody out there. Remember, be smart, be thoughtful, be generous, and I'll see you guys again soon. Thank you very much. And man, be a good human and be a good human. There it is. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate it.